For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wild Card Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman today. Brewery and distillery auction for 125-gallon still, 2,000-liter open top fermenter. Other fermenters, mill, auger, and more bidding open right now. RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for the lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino and Blackhawk. Okay, guys in the locker room, to their credit, they weren't defiant about it, but they're like, hey, everything's going to be fine. We have everything ahead of us. Mm-hmm. When our next three games will be 10 and 7, we will see what happens. Certainly did not help. That all the help that they needed, they got none of. None of. None. I mean, and 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 when you look at the way some of these games ended, couple in overtime, the Bears, you can make the case, should have won it on sure. that Hail Mary. All of the things kind of swung the wrong way. As habitual gamblers would say, bad beat, bad beat, bad beat. So now, depending on which metric you want to go with yeah. New York Times or whoever. Yeah. The Broncos chances of making the playoffs as it sits right now is at about 20%. I get it, but that's not taking into account them winning out and they need help but they don't need a ton of help. You've pointed out, Eric. They just need a couple of games to fall the right way when you have two teams ahead of them playing each other and there are lots of games like that moving forward. The Broncos play three games against teams that none of whom are playoff contenders. They don't have their starting quarterbacks, two interim head coaches, and the overall record of those teams is nothing short of dreadful. 14 and 27. But here's the thing. All the teams they're chasing are playing one another. Right. So that is where you derive some form of confidence, but you got to win all three games. Let's run it down real quick. If you haven't looked at the schedule, the Browns are nine and five. Yes, the Broncos beat them, but you know the Broncos are two games back. Yeah, they're two back. They, they need the Browns to lose two games. They're not going to probably lose to the Jets, but they have to play the Texans and the Bengals, yeah. two teams that are ahead of the Broncos right now. The Bengals, they have to play Cleveland, and oh, by the way, they have to go to Kansas City. And they play Pittsburgh as well, a team that is tied with the Broncos on the road. Okay. The Colts, they have to play the Texans, final game of the season. The Texans have to play the Browns and the Colts. The Bills have to play Miami. That's their only tough game. Yeah. Okay. They should beat the Chargers. And they they should beat the Patriots at home. Right. Right. So, So the Bills, 
they have a one-game lead. The, the problem for the Broncos with the Bills is if Miami doesn't have anything cinched up, then they're going to play everybody. Sure. But if they do, hmm. I'll tell you this. If the Bills wind up making the playoffs good on them, look at the gauntlet they just went through. Yeah. And they won those games. And looked pretty damn good doing it. Beat the Cowboys. They beat the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they deserve well. it. No question at all. And they're playing some really good football yeah. right now. Agreed. Um, with that, you have much concern about the Broncos winning out? Oh, I have concern because this league is tough every single week. And um, that's the type of analysis you can expect. But I on would morning drive with good. But morning. I would, I would, I would, if I'm going to call my shot right now, I would say that they're going to finish three and zero. If they don't finish three and zero, they're not going to make. They're not going to be in the mix for the playoffs. That that's just a simple. That's as simple as it gets. Okay. They started one and five. Mm-hmm. Incredibly disappointing. Fair. Yeah. What would be more disappointing? Starting one and five. Or not winning their final three games. I think starting one and five because it's set up, it set yourself up for the failure of making the playoffs. If you finish ten and seven, and can stop, take a step back, and look at the season as a whole, they won five games last year. I don't know how you can't look at that and say they've made unbelievable progress. But I mean, they, seriously. But if they don't win out against three teams they should beat, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. Again, bunch of backup quarterbacks. All three are backup quarterbacks. Yeah. Two interim head coaches. And, oh, by the way, a coach who's going to be fired. Yeah. Those are the coaches they're facing. Yeah. Two interims and one guy, Bill Belichick, who's going to lose his job after the season. Everything is set up for them to win all three of these games. On a level of disappointment, 10 being, oh, my God, I cannot believe this. The sky is falling to one. I am not surprised at all that they lost these games. If they don't win their final three, which in theory sounds ridiculous, well, they just have to win their final three. Then again, look who they're playing. 10 being, oh, my God. One being, I'm not surprised at all. If they don't win their final three, knowing the opponents, where does it go on that scale for you? Just in the three games or taking all three of the games and and tying them in? If they don't win three in a row against right. those teams, would it be 10? Oh, my God. How in the world did they not win three in a row or one? I'm oh, not surprised. I'll, I'll, I'll go six, six and a half, something like that. I mean, you know, there's all three. I don't think the Chargers are capable. That, that would be the one team that I would think. That's the only one that I would say. I really expect the Broncos to to impose their will or what, however you want to state it. But Patriots play great defense. Raiders, <laughs> there's who knows what the Raiders are going to have for are they the last score, week of the season. Are they going to score score sixty yeah, or get shut out? Exactly. Who knows what they're going to have? the The Raiders have the capability of throwing a wrench in whatever. I mean, when's the last time the Broncos beat the Raiders? You go back a few years now. It's been a while. It's like seven or eight in a row now. The Broncos are 7-1 and one in games when they've won the turnover differential. Yeah. Plus 17. 0-6 when they lose that battle. Minus 12. Does it concern you at all that the Broncos win when they have huge turnover differential? 
knowing that if they don't in one of these three games, the other teams may, might be just as good as them. I mean, nothing really concerns me at this point because everything is on the for me. Everything is on the table. The motivation is there. What motivation do the Patriots have right now? What motivation do the Chargers have right now? What motivation do the Raiders have right now? I'll, the Broncos have something to play for. I agree with you, but sometimes teams have motivation to knock out a division rival. Okay. Now, that shouldn't supersede the Broncos if they beat the, if they beat the Patriots and then they beat the Chargers and they are going to Vegas with a reasonable chance to make the playoffs, you better go win that damn football game. Don't ever say that you're going to bet on anything being a sure thing. Oh. Going to Vegas with all of the things that you can do outside of playing football. Well, I hear you on that. But, look, you've got an opportunity here that, Well, I guess Sean Payton would have been pissed if they didn't have this opportunity. He said as much early in the, in the summer. But here you are. You are in position to reach the playoffs for the first time in eight years. It is a reasonable to better than reasonable shot to make the playoffs. Now, is it a it's not and it's not even a steep climb. It's more of a kind of a rolling hill that you gotta get up over because it's a week to week league. But you're not playing the Lions. You're not playing the Chiefs. You're not playing the 49ers. Hell, you're not even playing the Houston Texans. You're playing the Patriots and the Chargers at home and the Raiders, who who knows what they're going to be like in the last week of the season on the road. They might be three steps to Cancun by that point. Who knows? They're, I, in a, I think they're in a good position. I think the Raiders will play hard because of Antonio. I Davis. don't. I, I and I would agree. He's not going to get the head coaching job, but I think that they will play hard because of him. Coming up after the break, all of us watch Sean Payton lay into Russell Wilson. Are we making too big of a deal out of this, or is there something there? That's next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman today. Brewery and distillery auction for 125 gallon still, 2000 open top fermenter, 2000 liter. Other fermenters, mill, auger, and more. Bidding open right now at rollerauction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, Christmas is coming up quickly. A week from today, if you don't want to do the cooking, let Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew do the cooking for you. I've said this many times easily. 
the best barbecue place out there, one of the best restaurants out there as well. They don't have prime rib on their menu, but they will have it for Christmas. They're going to be closing on Christmas Eve at 3 p.m. Go check out their menu. So many good things to choose from. Outstanding sides, great smoked meats. They also have prime rib. And as far as desserts go, it they don't have like one of those cookies wrapped in cellophane next to the cash register. Homemade desserts like bread pudding, apple cobbler, so many good things. Everyone is going to enjoy if you cater in from Smoking Dave's Barbecue and Brew. You can find them off of 36th and Pecos. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Johnson Garage Doors. Fast, on-time, professional, same-day services. That's Johnson Garage Doors. Go to johnsongaragedoors.com. All right, Bruce, you have a theory as to why Sean Payton got into Russell Wilson's kitchen that was well-documented on national television. Couldn't have anything to do with execution. They executed well, getting down into the red zone, getting to the goal line. Uh, the only thing that makes any sense to me at all is they had two plays, one of which I don't think that they were going to try to challenge McLaughlin's stop at the goal line. But Javante Williams, I thought they probably wanted a little bit more time. The snap was made after the Javante Williams tackle with 21 seconds left on the play clock. I got a question for you. Yes. Does Russell Wilson have headphones yes. in his and I, yeah, Yes. And, huh. and, and so who was talking to him? There was who, only, who, who, who does talk to him? Well, there's only, well, it's either Lombardi or Sean. Ah, yeah. In- interesting. You can't have too many voices in your head. Well, I do, and that's what the medication is for and the team of therapists. <laughs> but I digress. So wouldn't it be Sean or... Yeah, I don't Joe's know. Responsibility. I don't know how if, that went. If, if they see yeah. Russell basically walking up to the line, slow down. We're reviewing. I don't slow. know how. Yeah, that 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 would yes. be my only counter to your theory. Oh, although yeah. your theory does make sense, I think it holds water because you have to ask yourself what the hell else could it have possibly been at that point. I, I mean. I'd, I'd be willing to listen to anything. I just can't think of anything that it would be at that point. What so, was Peyton's reasoning for not going for it on fourth and six? Well, he, he talked about charts. Oh, he, yes. You, yeah. know what, you know what the chart is? Yeah. The chart is 24-7. Oh, That's the chart. <laughs> you rip up your chart when you're down three scores. Don't tell me about charts. You're down 28 to seven. That is the look at the scoreboard. Don't tell me about you have ten different plays called for third and one. I was surprised that they didn't that that was a surprise to me. So and it doesn't fall into his This it, is a guy his who, level of aggression. This is a guy who went for it at his own 30 yeah. early in the game right. at fourth and one. Yeah. You're telling me this guy isn't aggressive because he is, and I like the fact that he's aggressive. Sure. Of course, we all would have criticized him if they didn't make it. Okay? <laughs> but, the, but he understands that. That's just right. the nature of the beast. So you're not going for it on fourth and six to make it a two-score game. Okay? So instead, you go for the field goal to keep it a three-score three, three score game. Got it. Yeah, makes, that makes perfect sense to me. Didn't, that, that was, to me, the biggest 
quandary of the game. If there's any self-reflection, that should have been the self-reflection. I should have gone for it. And oh, by the way, if he had a different quarterback, you think he would have gone for it? Let's say let's say he had who's the quarterback? Ben Benucci? No. Dak Prescott. Josh Allen. Pick a quarterback. Are any of those guys walking through the door? That's not my point. My point is he has the quarterback. Well, I don't know. I'm not sure where Uh, his level of confidence is. Would Drew Brees have snapped the ball on fourth and six? Yes. That should tell you what he thinks of Russell Wilson. Well, he probably doesn't have as much confidence in Russell Wilson as he did Drew Brees. And that leads us into, (laughs) and we don't need to talk about it at length right now, if he doesn't have confidence in Russell Wilson, to at least potentially do something positive on fourth and six, down by 21 points. Why in the world would he want him back as his quarterback next year? Well, when it is fourth and 10 and you're down, what, still three scores? Yeah. I Fourth and 10. I, I don't know if there are fourth and 10 plays on the chart. Yeah. That is an automatic punt. Isn't that, especially isn't on your that what time. Nathaniel Hackett Was it fourth and 10? What was what was the down and distance in Seattle when they brought McManus in? Or was it fourth and three? Fourth and six. Fourth and six. Six yards. That, to me, was the most perplexing moment that I have ever seen on a football field. You brought this guy in. He's, And I know that I'm getting off on a tangent. And he was having a good game, too. And he was having hell, a great game. You can say hellacious. That's hellacious. your word. That's your word. <clears throat> he, was, he was having a phenomenal game, and they had just... And they were moving the football on that drive. Anyway, no, you said something in the first hour that I think is on target. I think that Russ, I think a lot is being, will be determined in these next three games. But ultimately, the question will need to be asked, and I posed this about midway through the season, who do you want? Who's a better option at this point? And what are you going to do to get to a better option at quarterback? And and oh, by, and, and you may have an answer. I don't know. And but. oh, and oh, by the way, oh, by the way, if you decide to part with Russell Wilson, okay, that's fine. A lot of the guys who've been key contributors will have to go, like Cortland Sutton, possibly, certainly Jerry. One of those guys, Judy. I don't think a lot of people have a problem with Judy going. Although I still don't understand why uh, Sean Payton doesn't throw more balls over the middle to Jerry Judy, where that's his strength, separation, early breakout speed. And I saw that, and I'm thinking, where has this been all season? If you're going to absorb that type of dead cap hit for Russell Wilson, then some guys who have played some roles for you, DJ Jones, is a good example. And he was good, I thought. I but, mean, he was actually one of the guys on defense that played well. But he's a guy who might not be back next <clears throat> season. Very distinctly. So we have talked about this team being 7-7 seven and seven because they've been relatively injury-free. Well, now what you're doing is you're going to take a bunch of your backups and replace them with guys to offset losing Russell Wilson. I think if if we're reading the tea leaves here, and Russell Wilson is not with this team next year, not going for it on fourth and six, was the indication we all should have been paying attention to on why he's not coming back. Mm. That one play. <clears throat> all right. That it's fourth and six. 
you go for a meaningless field goal. It is meaningless because it's still a three-score game. You win the next three games, get into the playoffs, <clears throat> and that <clears throat> excuse me, and that call will end up meaning nothing. I'm talking about if Russell Wilson mm-hmm. is not the quarterback of this team next year. You're looking back on that. I'm looking on back that on that one play All right. where Sean said, I don't think Russell can do it. Okay. Maybe. I mean, I, like did, it, did the game with kicking that field goal, did the game change at all? No. In ter- no. We're, but we've already established that. Right. Yeah. So I mean, we know that. So that one play, yeah. to me, will tell you we should have known. Or he really. Fourth pers- and 10 and punting, a little bit different. Yeah. Fourth and six. Sorry. Yeah. Fourth that, and- that's how we knew. And actually, it was about fourth and five and foot. I mean, it wasn't very much. So, um, yeah, that was very curious. Whether or not that's a, a direct reflection of his confidence or lack thereof in Russell Wilson, I don't really know. I can see how one that conclusion would be reached on the outside looking in. But I, I agree with you on this. I think that Russell Wilson... A lot will be determined over these next three games. I just find it rich from Sean Payton that he's undressing Russell Wilson on the sidelines when he didn't challenge a McLaughlin possible touchdown, didn't challenge a Javante Williams potential touchdown, did not go for it on fourth and six, and then punted down three scores, even though it was fourth and ten. I can point to all four of those things and say, All of those were mistakes. All of them. Yet, it's Russell Wilson that got the verbal browbeating on the sidelines on national television. Sean, where is your accountability? How come you're not talking about that? Let's see what he says today. Because you know it'll follow up with either A, that's a really good question, or this is the final question. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, you know, again, he's, he, 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 said in his remarks after, on the podium in Detroit. Yeah, but now he's had a chance. The coaching to, staff. Now he's had so, a chance to look at the tape. Yeah. Now he's had a chance to digest it. Mm-hmm. Well, the tape's going to show him they got their asses kicked by a team that was just a much better, athletic, faster football team. And all of those things have nothing to do with those four calls. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with it. Yeah. That is coaching. And if you believe, and it's a plausible argument, that... Russell snapped the ball with 21 seconds to go on the play clock, and maybe they wanted to review Javante. I believe the earpiece is still open with Russell Wilson. Don't snap it. Unless, unless, here's your conspiracy theory, unless they said that to Russell and he snapped it anyway. Like I say, that level of communication I wasn't privy to. I I don't, I don't um, have headset at my house. Yeah, so we I'm don't not, we I'm don't. not privy to but, it. But but I mean, but and and that is I guess would be a possibility that it was voiced which would piss you off. I would I would have that that might have now that could change that, that could, could change the scenario a little bit. That could have been and rightfully so yeah. a Buddy Ryan Kevin Gilbride situation yes, on the sidelines. You're darn right. That I would have lunged if I'm Sean Payton 
if I said, do not snap the ball, and, and Russell did, you would have to hold me back, and I would not blame Sean Payton for taking off his glasses, lighting a few candles, and <laughs> lunging across at Russell Wilson. You would have phone. had to have gotten a double latte. That's then, true. Then it would have been game on. Well, he would need the double latte so he can blame it on the double latte. <laughs> you gotta have a you gotta have a fallback, man. Right. That's an interesting too much caffeine, man. It's an interesting possibility. And and you know, the funny thing is, Sean, in his own kind of way, was in protection mode with the whole crap of it's none of your business. I was just mad at the call. We all know that you weren't. It, it's okay. You weren't mad at the call. You were mad at the quarterback. Right. Now, and and I know that, I know that in your own way, it's none of your business of what I say to Russ is maybe your way of trying to protect the quarterback to a certain degree, but the optics of going after the quarterback kind of, here. <laughs> kind of override that. Okay, I'm going to defend Sean Payton here because most people I would think are familiar with the term projecting Mm -hmm. do you think maybe sean payton was projecting his anger at the referees onto russell wilson because it was a bang bang moment it's a it's a possibility although he was getting after the officials pretty good before he got after russ he was so you know what i don't know we'll see and like we the irony of all of this, which is all very legitimate fodder and grist for the mill, is that things really don't change that much in the grand scheme of things. They lost a game in Detroit. Yeah, but but with everything that they needed to happen, yeah. it does change it. Yeah, it does. They need, they need some help, but they got no help. No help. Everything fell the wrong way for yeah. them. All the teams they needed to lose won. Yeah. And they... Two of those games went to overtime. Mm-hmm. One of them was a Hail Mary that should have been completed by the Bears. And, oh, by the way, cer- certainly you can forget about winning the division. Oh, yeah. Well, that's yeah. Well, that's well no, but that is over now. Yeah, that is gone. That, that's gone. All right. Coming up after the break, let's continue it with the offense. The Broncos are averaging 22 points a game, much better than what they did under Nathaniel Hackett. Six points better already. Yeah. When you watch the games, instead of just looking at the stats, when you watch the games, does this offense truly look six points better? When you add it all up and throw a lot of different ingredients into that pot of gumbo. That's nice. It's not warm when she's away. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us. On the Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Today, 
Brewery and distillery auction for 125 gallons still, 2,000 liter, open top fermenter, other fermenters, mill, auger, and more. Bidding open right now at rollerauction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda or find them at sthmazda.com. Okay, Broncos offense, awful in the first half against the Lions. I mm-hmm. think they had 75 total yards. Yeah. They had 75 total yards on their first drive of the second half. With that, when you look at the Broncos offense as a whole, run by Sean Payton. They're averaging less than 300 yards a game. How many times did Drew Brees have over 300 yards just passing in a game? A lot. A lot. They're scoring 22 points a game, though. Mm -hmm. Middle of the pack, 16th in the league. With that, I know they're scoring 22 points a game, but I think there are a lot of factors in there. A lot of turnovers, giving the Broncos better field position to at least score field goals. That is going to help. Does this look like an offense that honestly scores 22 points a game? I know what the numbers say, but does the eye test tell you this is a good offense that is middle of the pack in the NFL? Is it a good offense? I wouldn't say it's a good offense. I would say that it's a very middle-of-the-road offense. I mean, really. I mean, let's call it what it is. They're not dynamic. Uh, Middle-of-the-road offenses don't rack up 75 yards in the first half. That's bad. And they've had a lot of well, first. Well, they had 75 yards in one drive in this to start the second half, and they went had 75 yards on the second drive uh, as well. So, I mean. But doesn't it feel like it's always a struggle to score points? They have moments where they are non-existent. They have moments where three and outs are still prevalent. But then they have very lucid moments of driving the football. Go back and look at see what they've done at the beginning of games. They've scored a remarkable amount of points at the beginning of games with drive. I'll tell you for what. Instance. I'll tell you what this offense feels to me like. Okay, this feels like a seventeen point a game offense. Meaning, they put together some good drives. Okay, mm-hmm. they score seventeen points, and I feel okay that that that's about it for them. Honestly, when I watch all these drives stall out. Three and outs, mistakes. They're not really committing a ton of penalties, if we're being completely honest. Did like, that early in the season. Correct. Yeah. But when I watch this team, I feel like if they score a couple of touchdowns, that's a pretty good day. Hmm. When, I, when I watch the body of the games, that's what it feels like to me. A couple of touchdowns seems realistic to me, not 22 points. That That circle is not squared for me when I watch game after game after game? I think that they are okay. I don't think that they're confidence. I don't think they generate a great deal of confidence. I would agree with that. I think that you have times where there is no rhythm whatsoever in the offense. But, and it's a and and on top of it, it is a conservative offense. It's a it's a conservative passing fair. attack. That's fair. It's a conservative passing attack. They have not. I mean, they've run the ball okay, okay, but it hasn't been as dynamic as you would have hoped for, because I think that would have helped with their passing game. 
So I think that I, I think they're kind of meh on offense, and and I don't really care whether they've improved from a year ago. I mean, there was only one way to go over that after that offensive performance a year ago, and they've done that. They've improved, <clears throat> but it's not a but it's not a great offense by any stretch, and it's not a confidence-inducing offense. We will talk about this maybe tomorrow, maybe Wednesday. But when you look at every single player on that offense, mm-hmm. where are they truly going to upgrade? Tight end, you can make the case. Yeah, tight end. But but other than that, where else are they going to improve? They're not going to change oh, change over their offensive line. Mm-mm. We'll see if they change over their quarterback. I like their running back room. Quite frankly, I think they do have talent in that wide receiver room when you throw in Mims. Where are they really going to improve to go from a meh offense to suddenly top 10. Is it just tight end? We'll talk about that later on in the week. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It? We'll talk about the tear Nathan McKinnon has been on lately, and Colorado School of Mines fell short in the big game for the second straight season. That's all next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Today, there's a brewery and distillery auction for a 125-gallon still a 2,000-liter open-top fermenter, other fermenters, mill, auger, and more. Bidding open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com. Backslash MHS. In the meantime, we are in the teeth of the Avalanche and the Nuggets schedule. You could go to Ball Arena and eat some really crappy, expensive food, (laughs) or you can walk maybe five minutes, if that, to Nola Jane in Lodo, uh, I love great Cajun food, and they have it in spades. Want to bring in a good friend of mine, one of the owners, also the executive chef at Nola Jane, my buddy Mike Goldman. Good morning, Goldie. How are you? What's happening, brother? How are you? I am good. So let's. I don't. I don't think we need to convince people, me and you, because we know how great <laughs> the food is there. Why people should pre-party and post-party at Nola Jane? But let's start it off with your happy hour that is eleven to five where people could go there early and what's on the menu that they can get so their bellies are nice and full, wash it down with a hurricane so they don't have to buy an overpriced corn dog at Ball Arena. Well, you kind of just hit it right on the head. I mean, we, we've got uh, all of our po'boys are on happy hour, a bunch of great appetizers, a number of our drinks. We do it all. Uh, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, we're going to start a late-night happy hour coming up soon, too. Um and that's going to be for post-game for the Avs and the Nuggets since they're doing so well. And so what does that late-night happy hour look like? What time does it start? That's going to be from 10 p.m. to midnight. 
Ooh, kind of like right uh, when the game ends. It's exactly what we're doing. I'm telling you, you are not just eye candy. You are thinking about things when there are concerts yeah, every once and in a games. while. Right. So you have six different po' boys. What are the po' boys you have on the menu? I've had a couple of them. Well, let's see. Of course, our debris po' boy, that's sort of the famous one, right? That's that's a traditional roast beef. So good. We do a soft shell crab. We do an alligator sausage po' boy. That's a ton of fun. Um, of course, we have our shrimp and all that jazz, too. You know, we do it all. Now, when it comes to drinks, I mean, you have a full-service bar. but Oh, certainly. But your hurricane, I think, is better than the one at Patty O'Brien's down on Bourbon Street. What makes yours better? Well, you know, Pat O'Brien's, they just do such crazy volume being on bourbon. So they use sort of a powdered sugar mix. We use fresh juice. It's always going to come out better that way. And when the weather is nice, and the, the weather is going to be gorgeous this weekend. It's going to be yeah. in the 50s. Up Upstairs, the deck is going to be open. Is that right? Oh, for sure, yeah. If we can party up there, we're going to. <laughs> as much as we can open the doors, you know we will. What are going to be your Christmas hours, New Year's hours? Are you going to have a big New Year's party? What are you guys doing around the holidays? Oh, yeah. New Year's we're going to throw down, of course. We're going to have a blast. Uh, I think there's a big bar crawl going around Lodo, so we'll be part of that. Um, the only thing we'll be uh, any different for will be Christmas Day itself. We're going to close and let the staff have some fun. Well, you know what I'm thinking for you, my Jewish friend? I think I, I don't think that you probably have a place to go for Christmas, and I know you have an open invite at one of your friends' <laughs> houses who is Jewish. Are you interested in coming to eat some low-grade food as opposed to the food that you make at our house? I, I'll tell you. How dare you say low-grade? I think you're an awesome chef. Oh, but oh I will please. Be <laughs> now, if you do come, my, my daughter will have a request from you, and I'm not kidding. So I just made you a tell. big pot of gumbo recently, and I know that you had some. So oh, when, that was awesome. Thank you. So when I made it, my daughter said to me, we need to have cornbread. And I said, why do we need to have cornbread with it? <laughs> and she said, I'm not kidding. And she said to me, because that's what they serve at Nola Jane. Okay. Well, she's got great taste. And, yes, our cornbread is awesome. Now. I will- Absolutely bring some for you. uh, That's what I was going to say. I would ask you to bring, (laughs) I'm not kidding, some cornbread because I know she loves it. Could you possibly bring gravy over, a non-meat gravy? Good Lord. I'm not kidding. Really? Could you do that? Of course. And I will fill you up with fireball shots and and ship you home (laughs) in an Uber. How does that sound? Oh, man. This sounds like a party. Okay. How do people find Nola Jane? NolaJaneDenver.com, and we're on 1435 Market Street. All right, I hope to see you a week from today. You got it, brother. Have a wonderful day. You too. Mike Goldman, the executive chef and owner of Nola Jane in Lodo. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. All righty, guys. Just in case you missed it, 
Avs went 1-1 one one over the weekend, first suffering a 6-2 loss at Winnipeg on Saturday, and then got a convincing 6-2 win over a bad San Jose Sharks team last night. Nathan McKinnon had two goals and a four-point evening as he continues to be a force on the ice. He's got a 15-game point streak going. Um, McKinnon said, I'm doing a lot of work away from the rink that no one sees, and it is paying off right now. How do you feel about the Avalanche and the red-hot McKinnon? Yeah, well, McKinnon is McKinnon. Nothing that he does ever surprises me. Um, but it's good to see uh, Miko Rantanen back on a little, starting to heat up now. Has scored in three of the la- scored goals in three of the last four games after uh, being held scoreless in his previous ten. Uh, and they made a trade over the week. They got rid of uh, Thomas Tatar yeah. for a fifth rounder to the uh, to the Kraken. So uh, they're making some moves. They're starting to do some things. The Avs have been very interesting. They've either looked like crap or they've looked really good. I, I watched most of the game last night. Kind of like the Nuggets. <laughs> very much so. Mm-hmm. Uh, very interesting uh, here early in the season. The key is still early in the season. Still trying to figure out who they are. So those are some. A couple, that's a really good component to have Nathan McKinnon being, well, Nathan McKinnon. For as up and down as the Avalanche have been, they still have the third most points in the Western there Conference. There you go. And they're leading the Central Division. Yeah. Pretty good stuff. Although, the Winnipeg Jets have two games in hand. Yeah. That, that is that is the only sport where you say two games in hand, yeah. one game in hand, organization, the boys. <laughs> and and Winnipeg's beaten them uh, twice, like in the last 10 days or 12 days, something like that. So, Winnipeg's got a, a decent club. Yeah. Not bad. All right. Just in case you missed it, Colorado School of Mines fell short in the national championship game for the second year in a row, this time getting beat handily by Harding, 38-7. Harding ran for 502 yards as their triple option attack was just too much for Mines to handle. Uh, as you guys mentioned, Mines finished at 14-1 as the Division II runner-ups. I mean, too bad the Ore Diggers couldn't get one more victory this year, huh? You know, it's tough when you have a team like Harding or Air Force Academy, a team that runs such a different type of running offense it's difficult to approximate that in practice you got to have the right kind of athletes and it's really hard to prepare for look they got drilled 35 to to 7 or whatever the final score was Harding was obviously the better football team that you tip your hat to say congratulations and you're very proud of the effort that you put in this year to go 14 and 1 and to have been in back-to-back national championship games Good for Colorado School of Mines. That was Argonaut Wine and Liquor. Just in case you missed it, always great specials on wine. 15% off all domestic wines. Christmas is less than a week and away. You're probably going to go shopping for food. As far as liquor goes, just have it delivered to the house. Argonaut delivers to the entire Denver metro area. Every delivery over 200 bucks is going to be free. You can stop by on Colfax. See why Westward calls them the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Go to Argonaut Wine and Liquor. That's going to do it for us. Nigel and Alex, great job today as always. Same with you, Bruce. Coming up next, I'm sure we're going to get a full dose of David Hurlbutt talking oh. about his completely overrated. Oh, there you go. Dallas Cowboys. How dare you say that? They can that. only win at home. Have at it, David. Make it the best possible day you can. The regular crowd shuffles in. There's an old man sitting next to me Making love to his tonic and gin 